You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. The South African religious delegation who spent Christmas in Bethlehem with Palestinian war victims have returned home. Leader of the delegation, Reverend Frank Chikani, described their week-long trip to Bethlehem as an eye-opener. He said they had an opportunity to engage with the communities affected by war. Joined on the line by Reverend Frank Chikani. A very good afternoon to you, Reverend, and welcome. Yeah, good afternoon. Yeah, it's not good for people in Gaza and in Palestine. I can understand that as you've just returned. Yeah. So as the Israeli airstrikes continue with at least now 21,000 people dying in Gaza and more than 1,200 in Israel, talk to us about those communities affected by the ongoing destructive conflict in the enclave. You know, we have, we have had not been allowed to get into Gaza, uh, not even closer to the Rafa border. But we met families of people who are affected in Gaza, and they've got, uh, you know, um, uh, descriptive presentations of what is happening there. And in Amman, when we're on our way out, we met families who were evacuated by the Jordanians from Gaza with sick children who are in hospitals. But but both uh, the men who were there said our houses have been blown up. We don't have houses as we sit here. So even if we had to go back home, there's no house to go back to. It's a very painful experience. Every city of the occupied territories under siege there that gates to get out of every city are tightly unlocked and the Israeli army opens them whenever they like. Even the times when workers should go out, which is what they would normally announce, they will let them out. At times they just lock them up. Um, and so people can't go in and out. I said to them, if I want to go to the airport now, how do I do that? They said, you have to wait until they have decided to open the gates. The taxis are on both sides of those uh, uh, checkpoints waiting for the time when uh, they open it. So it's a really, uh, really devastating situation. Now, you can't do that to human beings, especially Gaza for the last 16, 17 years. Every one of us knows they've been under siege. And when they get out to fight, we call them terrorists. And uh, the killings of Israelis, like it's happening in Janine now, doesn't get called terrorists because they are an occupying force and can be killing people at will and the world should be intervening and it is not intervening and I'm saying that this genocide uh, it's a crime against humanity and Israeli cabinet that's commanding this war uh, must be charged for crime, crime against humanity. Mm-hmm. And the United States, I've said yesterday, the United States supports them. They would have to also be charged for crimes against humanity because you can uh, you can aid a genocide. The UN Charter says uh, we should avoid or prevent, they use the word, prevent genocide. 
But in this case, the international community, especially Europe and the United States, are are aiding it instead of preventing it. Mm. Now, Reverend, we understand that you had a meeting with regards to the permanent ceasefire there. and, And what other critical issues were on that agenda that was discussed? No, we, we, we discussed with the people. I mean, everybody says there must be a ceasefire now. There's nobody who's not saying that except the Israelis. And everybody is saying the war must end. So it mustn't be just ceasefire for providing essential uh, uh, requirements. And thirdly, that the occupation must come to an end. I mean, some count from 1948, those uh, refugees who ended up in Jordan and other places have not been able to return home. They still have keys of their houses. And then 1967, you had another round of uh, refugees. And actually, those refugee camps get bombed as well. So they are saying, end the occupation. Then you will not have this violence. Palestinians are not naturally violent. Uh, They respond to the occupation, which is very violent. Once you do that, then you've got peace. Um, uh, of course, the international community has said have two states. Uh, since 1957 resolution of the UN, they allowed Israel to have a state, but they've never allowed the Palestinians to have a state. Now, you can't have that type of inequality and the UN can't do anything because it gets vetoed. Mm. So everybody is responsible for it from the League of Nations, which gave the mandate to Britain to or to colonize that place. Uh, the UN that took the resolution to partition and did not conclude the process. And the current Israeli government and the United States must take responsibility. I mean, you can't kill 21,000 people looking for Hamas somewhere else. In fact, when we went past Amman, we found that, I mean, people in Amman never really supported Hamas. But more and more people are saying, well, we support Hamas because at least they've done something to end the siege. The world is focusing on us. But it has been at the cost of 21,000 people. Now, Egypt is uh, reportedly proposing that Hamas and the Islamic uh, Jihad relinquish power in the Gaza Strip in return for a permanent ceasefire. Do you know if that is accurate? And, and what was the response from, from the participants in that meeting? Yeah, but you know, the world is very hypocritical. All of us know that Hamas won an election in Gaza. Mm. And uh, a democratically run election and israel and the and the u.s didn't like them and they took over they they dismantled i mean hamas they made it impossible for them to govern that's why they they had the siege for about 16 17 years uh to collapse a government that has been elected um democratically now you can't you can't say uh, they must stop, and then what happens? I don't want violence. In fact, everybody should be laying their arms down and negotiate a settlement. And and the settlement should be that the people of Palestine should choose their own leaders, and you can't dictate to them who their leaders are going to be.
So, so what is the alternative then, Reverend, if Hamas does not adhere to that request from Egypt to relinquish power in the Gaza Strip? And what is the feeling among the delegation and other uh, mediators about a two-state solution to the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which envisioned uh, an independent state for Palestine alongside the state of Israel? Yeah, but they have not allowed it. You know, it's an internationally agreed position. Uh, no, but nobody made sure it's implemented. Instead, they have been getting more Israeli uh, settlements. settlements. Mm. Yeah, which is illegal. Nobody stopped it. Everybody knows it's illegal. So Israel can break international law and no one lifts a, a, a finger. It's only when those who are oppressed uh, raise up their finger, then of course you 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 bomb them. No, I I can't say that uh, you should say relinquish power. How does an elected government relinquish power? And then when they've relinquished power, what do they want to do? Mm-hmm. I haven't. Yeah, I was traveling, so I missed that part of it. What do they do if they relinquish power? Yes. Reverend, I thank you so much uh, for all the uh, the actions that you've taken, you and the religious grouping, uh, to go there and spend some time with the people uh, of Israel and Gaza. That is Reverend Frank Chikane speaking to us uh, from Amman in Jordan. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM. Leading the conversation.